Hello and welcome to the Jiff and Gem Hour of Power. I'm your host, Big Boy Jiffer, and on the other side of the country, it's your boy Jem. How are we, mate? Yeah, look, not too bad, not too bad. Life's going on, things to do, podcasts to record, and all that, whatnot. Um, what's been going on with Have you, mate? Day. Uh, look, sweet fuck all, mate. You know, living that COVID lifestyle. Yeah, look, uh, I too am also a COVID bum at the moment. Yeah. Um, but speaking of being a bum, I heard you've uh, got a new job, mate. Yeah, well, not a job that pays. Uh, <laughs> well, you know a... what they say. You know what they say. Do a job that you love and you don't have to get paid or something stupid like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, on the old Talk and Prem podcast, yeah, good little podcast, yeah, good, where uh, we talk Prem. And by Prem you mean... Uh, Premier League football. Uh, soccer, for all of those of you who... For all the nuffies, soccer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what's going on there, mate? Does that mean that you're leaving Jiff and Gem's hour of power? Ah, uh, by no means, no. Absolutely not. Are you going to uh, make me a single parent? No, well, no, if any, if anyone's leaving this relationship, it's you, Jem. Yeah, you heard You're... it here first, folks. Kicked out of my own, my own household. <laughs> you are the father that goes to the shops, uh, gone for some milk, and never comes back. Watch uh... out, ladies. Well, I heard you're rich and successful, so I'm back now. <laughs> I thought we could start a life together now that you're rich and successful. <laughs> Yeah, so well, what's going on there? What's how how's this come about? Um, well, through you know no sort of uh, fault of my own, I I've been you know just hucked into it by a, a young or not so young uh, co-host Jamie Jamie Brown. Uh, right. The man's man's brought me over uh, due to the absence of a, a young man who shall not be named. Just a very angry little man. Yeah, no, look, um, we love the Talking Pen podcast. We've corresponded with them on a number of occasions. They've helped us out a fair bit with um, setting this whole whole thing up. So big shout out to them, and it's yep. it's great to see you over there infiltrating infiltrating they're our, the fellow they're our gay lovers. Yeah, well, frenemies, frenemies, friends and enemies. Yeah, we are uh, competing. Just, they're direct competitors. What what are their numbers like on the podcast? Not as good as us, mate. We're, oh, mate, we're doing well as, for a... It's hard to be as good as us. For a couple bums, I'm surprised we're doing as well as we're doing, you know? Speaking of bums, and I... Thank you to the fans. Thanks for listening to us, <laughs> you bunch of bums. Yeah. Look, we also recognise that one fan we've got in Tanzania currently. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening... <laughs> Shout out to you're... the boy in Tanzania. Please or girl. listen. Or girl. Yeah, Look, if you're listening, we love you. Is mostly male, so apologies. Uh, we'd be happy to have another woman on board, though. <laughs> so, ladies, please continue listening. You're three minutes in. Just go for the full hour. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, we love all our fans equally, but that Tanzanian like special special place in my heart. He's yeah, number one, baby. Yeah, hope you're listening, <laughs> mate. Uh, if you are, shoot us, a, shoot us a message on our Facebook page or shoot us an email at gifgempodcast at gmail.com and we might try and get you on the cast, mate, because you are yep. one of a kind at the moment. Speaking of the uh, podcast email, gifgempodcast at gmail.com, if you want to submit any inquiries or anything like that uh, pertaining to, you know, a question, gifgem 
answers could be a new topic on the podcast. That's great, yeah. So if, you, if you send us in a question, a life question, uh, we'll be more than happy to answer with our terrible ideas. <laughs> life advice. Yeah. Uh, do you want to rattle off some of our social media there, Jif, and give them an option? Uh, well, we've got the Jif and Gem podcast. That's on Instagram. Uh, and the Jif and Gem Hour of Power on Facebook. Uh, if you just type in facebook.com slash Jif and Gem Hour of Power, will be the first thing that pops up. And of course, Jif Gem podcast at gmail.com. Yes, please. Jif Gem, we, we want the questions. Any way to interact with you guys helps us. Absolutely. Give us that free content, baby. Free content. Speaking of stealing a living, actually, we would be stealing a living. Uh, yep. And speaking of stealing a living, Cardi B. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. She literally steals a living. Oh, she figuratively and literally steals <laughs> from people to earn a living. Or, yeah. hold on, used, used to. to. Used <laughs> to. Used to. <laughs> well, what's going on with, with this stupid bitch? Well, apparently, <laughs> she's got a wet-ass pussy. Thanks. Son's crying with that image in my mind. <laughs> oh... Yeah, so um, she's released a new song. What? Yeah, another another absolute lyrical knee jerker and knee slapper from Cardi B yet again, the lyrical genius. She's at it again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, yeah. What? Why? Why is WAP? You've done a bit of. You're a big fan of her, I can see. Uh, you've done a bit of research <laughs> onto it. Why is this song? Why is she so popular at the moment? Well. I, I don't understand it because I've, I've talked to a few women about it and I don't get it because for so many women out there right now, she's the, you know, figurehead of, uh, you, know, you know, empowering the female body. I really didn't think whoring yourself that? out was empowering the female body. And why do you think that she is that, the, the picture of, you know, feminism, I really I think I really think that the world has changed. Um, the world is over-sexualized at the moment, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Um, that's been going... That's been around look, for years. I mean... I'm a man you... who beats his dick off regularly. <laughs> and you you can pertain... You do it as well. Look, no man for the is sake, safe. For the sake of uh, not getting cancelled four episodes in, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, on the last episode, you admitted no, to being trapped no, in a three-week-long no, wait. wrong. Fake news, wrong. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, look, it's it's something that I just I can't understand how the women are empowered by someone who can also be just so polarizing. So I've I've had a look at the lyrics of the song. Thanks, yeah. Big ups to Genius, by the way. The folks Genius, Genius are the goats for lyrics. Yeah. Uh, make it cream, make me scream, out in public, make a scene. I don't cook, I don't clean. But let me tell you how I got this ring. Hey, hey! <laughs> Oi, I don't cook, I don't clean. All the useless bitches in the world, hey, turn that shit up! <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems to me that she's literally just endorsing people to... With, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong being a trophy wife or being someone oh, who marries yeah. for money. But look, if I could marry someone for money in the future who and didn't have to do a day of work in my life or anything... Well, living a life, aren't you? But for people to be, it's not. Firstly, it's not realistic. Let's get that out yeah. there. For for 
the 99%, that's not a realistic or a viable option. Um, and I think it's teaching a young, younger audience that you don't have to... You can just do this, you know, don't have to know... And I'm not saying women need to know how to cook or clean because it's not just oh, women. Yeah, men need to do it as well. But just in general, living an adult life, it's it's teaching people that you know you just go out and find someone with money and don't earn your own way in the world almost. Uh, and oh, we're whoa. gonna get Cardi well, B yeah. will say she's earned her way in this world. Uh... Yeah, well, mate, when you earn your way by <laughs> drugging people and stealing and money rob- off them <laughs> and robbing them, uh, which she's admitted to, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I don't want to hear it from you. You're yeah. in my eyes. Oh, you know, you just no. Nah, I had there was no other way. There was nothing else I could yeah, do. Yeah, to quote her, no other way. I had to make money somehow. Um, and look, if it was any other male artist, I would, I dare say, do you think that they would have been cancelled? Not only cancelled, but pursued to pursued to the full extent of the law. Do you think? Oh, uh, look, I don't know about the full extent of the law. I'm, they there would definitely be repercussions. But yeah, they would be El cancelled. No, when Cardi B does it, oh, you're a bad bitch, you know, we look up to you. Wow, that's a boss bitch move. Fuck them men. Oh, it's... And we're not men haters or women haters or anything. We're just saying... Well, I'm just saying, I don't know about GIF over here. I just think it's ethically the wrong thing to do, GIF has said some very controversial things about women in his life. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't believe (laughs) I'm I'm being put put out here like this from you of all people Jem <laughs> from you of all people uh, anyway. you have no right <laughs> moving on <laughs> moving on we <laughs> moving on alright otherwise I'm going to sit here laughing all day so basically she's put out this song and now people are saying that it's you know everyone's looking up to it and I'm just so surprised by it I mean we've seen Increasingly, I guess, in the last year or so, uh, we won't talk on it too much, but we'll we'll mention it in the next podcast. Um, OnlyFans. Ah, yes, the OnlyFans thoughts. Things like this, OnlyFans, and you got cut artists like Cardi B coming out. Um, it, it looking, and it's just, is it setting the right example or teaching not only for females but for males? Is it setting a realistic example? And I know there are a lot of people going to say, well, you know, there's the adult film industry and things like that. But that's been a legitimised industry for a number of years. Of course, it gets abused um, a lot, and things, you know, it's it's not perfect over there either. Is OnlyFans a new form of adult film industry? I only say this because what OnlyFans has done, and this will be my last little talk on it before the next episode, is um, it's allowed everyday common people, I suppose, to get involved rather than, you know, select adult film um, actresses and actors yeah. and things like that um, but yeah so what, what are your thoughts on WAP the song WAP as a whole mate um, I, look I, I can't be someone who like passes judgement on this really but I just think it is such a poor example to set for young people in a song that's so readily available a song that's played on the radios although you know it's uh, like concealed they conceal everything that's you know Bad yeah, for but young how ears. many people? How many people listen Would to just the radio search compared to yeah. Spotify or Spotify. Apple Music? Exactly. And things I, like this. Yeah, I think it's just such a poor example to set for not only just young women, but young men. People go on saying like, you know, men are always like 
the root of all evil but like where do you think a lot of these fucked up men and i'm like men are fucked up there are a lot of fucked up men but where do you think all these fucked up men get their these ideas from they're over sexualized when they're young and they get weird well if that song's anything to go by then i i agree with you <laughs> yeah um all right well i don't want to give that stupid bitch as i've coined her uh any more airtime <laughs> so we'll move on um to a little bit something close to home a couple of topics in this episode are going to be quite close to home um for those of you who are listening outside of australia the australian prime minister has come out and said that uh covid vaccine is very close to being uh introduced from the uk yeah um, university and that he, he will be expecting it to be as mandatory as you can possibly make it now yep. as that sounds doesn't sound too bad right you know he said, you know, there are always going to be exemptions on medical grounds and things like that. Nobody's going to force anybody to do anything as a compulsory measure. Um, but they will certainly be, quote-unquote, encouraging people to, to be vaccinated. Because um, they want to try and get a 95% vaccination rate across the nation. Now, the thing with that is, when he says that it's going to be as mandatory as possible, things like... And this is this is where it becomes... And he's backtracked a little bit on it because he's seen that the outrage that he's caused with his comments. Um, things like no overseas travel. Travel will be banned. Um, possibly even interstate travel will be banned if you don't have the vaccine. Uh, you won't be allowed into certain restaurants if you don't have the vaccine. You won't be allowed any welfare payments. So if you're a student, uh, a full-time student, and you're getting student allowance to, to live and study, um, or if you're on like medical uh, payments and things like that, um, you won't be able to get those unless you've been vaccinated, which is ridiculous. Uh, you won't get any family tax benefits. Uh, you won't get any childcare benefit subsidy. So if you, you know, for those of you who aren't aware, Australian childcare is ridiculously expensive. It can be sometimes $200 a day to put your child in childcare. Yeah. So that, you know, you get supplemented for that. That could get taken away. Um, you could be banned from public transport, which means those people who live in cities where public transport is almost the only way to travel, can't get to get work. Yeah, can't get, will struggle to get to work, to get to places. Um, their tax refund will be held, withheld. So once a year, everyone loves tax time, a couple of grand in the bank account to just Ooh, go and yeah. waste on whatever you want to spend yep. your stupid money on. Won't be getting... Your money, by the way, that's your money that you've been paying throughout the year. You get a percentage of that back. It's your own money. It's not like you're getting tax money from the government for free. That's your hard-earned money. They're going to withhold yep. that from you. Um, and possibly even kids not being able to attend school, which means uh, if parents work don't work at home, where are those kids going to go? They're not going to be able to send them to childcare. They're not going to be able to send them to school. What are they going to do with the kids? But it won't be mandatory. So, you know, your choice if you choose not to get it. Now, I understand why there's such a big push for this. I really do. Um, but I think... I'm personally, this is Jem, Jem's personal opinion, I'm pro-choice. Pro-choice. So if you choose to get vaccinated, you choose to get vaccinated. If you, whether or not I think it's stupid, that's not up for debate. But pro-choice. Now, people will say, well, these are the consequences of your choice. I would say, well, those aren't really consequences. That's almost like blackmail and that's basically forcing people if you look at it i mean if you're they're withholding your own money from you and these are just 
allegedly. This this isn't one hundred percent confirmed, but these are what they're talking about. Um, if they're holding your own money from you, if they're holding your payments from you uh, that you need to live, well, then essentially they are forcing you to get that vaccine because if you don't get them, if you don't get it, then you can't live essentially. Like you're not gonna. It's not a viable option. But realistically, to be in like in fairness, the vaccine would stop the spread of COVID. The issue is if you don't get that majority number of people vaccinated, that it doesn't safeguard against, uh, like if people get the disease, there's a chance that it mutates and that mutation beats the vaccination. Yeah. So then there's no point in getting the vaccination in the first place. It could infect people with medical conditions that can't get the vaccine because of medical conditions. Um, yeah. or medical exemption. So I understand, look, I understand the importance of it and the severity of it. I just think um, bullying people and, and almost essentially forcing people to get this vaccine is not the way to go about it. I also think, and this is what I've seen a lot in arguments as well, it takes years and years and years to create a safe, viable uh, vaccine that works in the short term and the long term. If they're forcing people to take a vaccine that's been created in less than a year. They don't know the long-term effects because they haven't done any research or studies on it. They don't even know the short-term effects completely. It's almost like a Hail Mary, which I don't think Australia itself needs at this point. I think for the Realistically, most part... Realistically, I think everyone needs it. Like, Sorry to interject, but like everyone needs it to sort of try and get the world back to some form of normality. If you don't have any form... Like, any vaccine at this point that can kill COVID, like you need that to try and stop it. Where it yes. is, yeah. But if you're just if that's just Australian wide at, at at the moment, it's useless. Because if you're talking about for the world to get back on track as was, then it needs to be the entire world. It can't just be one specific country, let alone a country that has a relatively normal, you know. Well, realistically, you're running on the assumption that it would be just Australia that gets this vaccine. I feel if this vaccine is viable, it wouldn't just be Australia, no. it would be worldwide. Yeah, well, as, as it stands, Australia are the front runners to receive the vaccine um, yeah. and to put, to put it to use. So my only query with it is, is it safe in the long run? Because, like I said, we don't know the exact long-term effects. We don't even know the long-term effects of COVID yet. There's only speculation. Um so look it's it's really just a a wait and see what the government's going to do with it i just thought it was important to bring up i mean playing devil's advocate you've said you know your side i've said my side we've said what could possibly be do you think that those rules i understand the no travel rule i think that's pretty pretty self-explanatory but and possibly even the kids not attending school because of that herd immunity but what do you think about um your tax refund being withheld from you realistically it's fair like if you are making the conscious decision to go against what is well and good then i think there should be repercussions but is it like i I don't care what your agenda is i feel like it needs to be done you have do you have a meningococcal shot you would have got that when you were younger in you school, yeah, got... you have to get them. At yeah, school. exactly. Um, no, it, I this agree. This is no different, though, to any of those shots. You spoke it is about just an immunization. You spoke about like the welfare of the people there. Do you yeah. think is it looking at the welfare? Is this vaccine for with the intent? Obviously, it's got good intentions, but in practice, 
is it safe and in the best welfare or is it more of a panic move for the short term without really considering the long term and they're kind of saying well we'll get to that if we get to that well no like realistically this is something that will be tested it'll be tested before it's rolled out to but the public vaccines so, take years to make years to come up true with. generally when it comes to a vaccine though generally the sweet spot is roughly a year is when they get that right okay like, I, i'm not like right. i said i'm not an expert on this i was just bringing up the topic to see what what your thoughts were about jiff um and it's good to get a bit of bit of debate going you know yeah people love you love to see it you love to see it <laughs> love to even see though it. you're wrong um <laughs> i hear you bastard um look looking at, we've we've spoken about something that can affect australians um what about something else that'll affect only australia as it stands Yep. And we were discussing this earlier, it's been brought up. Um, the whole media versus Google threatening Australia slash YouTube slash basically fucking our search engine up. Now, I know a lot of people would have seen or heard about this, but yep. do you want to give a bit of clarity um, as to, to what it says? Because right, so, well, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people, if you went on YouTube or if you've had a Google search... You would have got a little notification uh, saying the way you Google search or the way you, you know, view YouTube is at risk, um, and a bit of a call to action from YouTube. Um, so pretty much what they are trying to do is alert the people to a new law that's coming in from the Australian government in regards to uh, like the Australian news and media. Uh, I think personally, it's a bit of a um, Murdoch Media Group buyout from the or like bailout, sorry, from the Australian government. Um, yep. But what it requires, what what they're trying to get it to require, is for Google and Facebook to uh, pay these news uh, companies, uh, for, like pay for them to put their stuff onto Facebook or onto Google. Where so, I I realistically think it's a bit of a you know. It's just a bit of a dig to just try and put more money into these news companies. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at now. This is this is the letter that if you go onto YouTube and you'll get that little notification with a little um, icon saying "Open Letter to Australians." And this is from uh, I'm going to butcher this. Mel Silver, the managing director on behalf of Google Australia. So in the in the the article that they or the the letter that they send you. Um, I'm just going to read a brief passage. So it says, News media businesses alone would be given information that would help them artificially inflate their ranking over everyone else, even when someone else provides a better result. We've always treated all website owners fairly when it comes to information we share about ranking. So from what I take from that, and this could be wrong, I mean, firstly, let's clear clear the air. It's What they've given us so far is very ambiguous. It's a very... There's no set this, set that, you know, step by step. They've just kind of saying, well, this could happen. It's all hypothetical almost. Yeah. Um, and they're very, very careful about how they word things. Uh, but from what I take from that is essentially if, say, you're on YouTube and you're searching for, I don't know. Um, Something that's happened for... in the news that day. You yeah, want to something, see like a video something that's happened something. in the news. Um, and you watch, say, for example, you like Keemstar, Drama Alert, 
Yep. Everyone loves drama alert. And you search in uh, drama news or maybe, you know, something that Keemstar reports on Logan, uh, Jake Paul getting raided by the FBI, for example. For yep. those of you who aren't aware, that happened a couple of weeks ago. Instead of Keemstar coming up because he would be the best fit for that and he has the most views and most entertaining, you might get... Nine you know, news. Yeah, NBN... Oh, not NBN. <laughs> um, MSN. You know... NSN, any any of those news corporations would come up first, and then it might filter Keemstar's drama alert down to the next page, for example, if there were that many, or, you know, three or four spots down. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot, but I don't know about you. When I go onto Google, or when I go onto YouTube, and I search for something that I'm not subscribed to, which is something random, yeah. I generally click on the first one or two that's there, because they're the most viable ones. They generally have the most views, which means they're the better ones to watch. Exactly. Now, in this instance... That could change. That could just then allow news corporations to to take that spot because they've essentially paid for it or they've been given authority to be there. Yep. I disagree with that. I think what Google said in that short paragraph is, is true. They should have the best fit there. But is that what that paragraph means? Is that just me reading into it? Um, what, what do you think? Like, uh, Look, I feel that, uh, like, realistically, uh, what these news companies are getting out of it is it's going to sort of push them higher up in search results um, whether it be on YouTube uh, Facebook or Google Um, it's going to sort of uh, what they're going to be able to do is get the data from anyone who's clicked on their link from Google or Facebook so they'll be able to get your age anything like that so they can um, like target ads towards your demographic if they've got Which a essentially is degree. happening already. Yeah, but this this gives the news company the insight into that uh, more okay. than they would. Um, okay. Yep. But that is also being safeguarded by the Australian privacy laws uh, in regards to online privacy. So, Which majority will also be of affected. that information. No, majority of that information is protected by that. But the basics of it, the skeleton of that information. The news companies can get a hold of um, but I think it, it really is a bit of a cop-out because majority of the news articles you'll see today is a lot of citizen reporting 90 out of 100 videos 9 out of 10 will be uh, something that someone shot on their iPhone and sent to 7 news or 9 news via Facebook like if you look at um, for example George Floyd's death I think everyone around the world has seen that all of the footage bar the, the footage on the officers um, body cams were from bystanders recording on their phones Yeah, and that footage has been shown around the world million times over millions of times over on major news corporations and yeah. on major online websites so say if that news corporation ran that video yeah. they would be then entitled to money uh, if it's shown on on their on their like website or on their Facebook page, they would be entitled to money from Facebook in Australia for showing that. Where I don't think that's right. One, you're probably well, they're the ones like, posting it on Facebooks, but they're the ones posting it on Facebook's yeah, website. It's not like Facebook requesting them. To... I feel if you want to save that money, Facebook and Google, tell them to fuck off. Use your own website. Like, I it's I don't think it's like should be their place to you know need this because everyone knows the news industry is sinking it's dying because oh, everyone like, gets their news from the internet now 
yeah, the internet, um, blogs, articles, YouTube even. Um, yeah, mo- news, TV in itself essentially is dying. I mean, I don't know anyone who sits down regularly now to watch something on the TV, a TV channel. Everyone uses Netflix, they use Stan, they use Amazon Video. The, the internet provides everything you need at the click of a button at, at a much cheaper price. I mean, in Australia, you're paying, what, $60 a month for Foxtel? The all-inclusive package of Foxtel is $90 a month. $90 a month. So I go home, I get Netflix, I get Stan, I get Amazon Prime, I get uh, Optus Sport, uh, and that includes all the sports stuff, uh, Kyo Sports even, which is essentially Foxtel, all of that for less than $90 a month. Yeah. And there's more. Yeah, exactly. And that's not all to on men- demand. Not to mention then your illegal streaming devices or sites. <laughs> yeah. That nobody... Free, baby. Free, baby. That nobody uses. We don't use that. Not GIF or Gem. No. No solar movies here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think as it stands, this law is only affecting Australian, yep. uh, Australian um, use of internet. But who knows if it gets passed. This could um, set a precedence for other countries Yeah, does it too. set... Let, let, let me ask you now, a question to the viewers as well. Does this set a precedent to the rest of the world if it does pass um, to follow suit. I mean, we look at Australia where the Murdoch Corporation kind of holds everything to do with the media, but I'm sure in America, with the amount of news corporations that they have over there, if they see it as a success in Australia, they'll jump on it. They'll absolutely jump at the chance to do that, earning more money for doing less, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just something that I, I just despise for someone who's so rich... And you know, someone that puts Try so much take away money from the small man. into like the government as well, and for the government to do this, I feel like it's a bit of a, you know, reach around. Well, in doing this, are they inadvertently killing small content creators? If you go onto YouTube and you find a content creator with a hundred subscribers and they're just making videos weekly or whatever, and it's a really like a drama channel yeah. or a news channel, and they're really good videos and they're starting to gain a lot of traction. And then this law comes in. Does it essentially then just cut them out because they're yeah, not? Yeah, well, it could well do in Australia. Could they well don't have push the money down that yeah. list. Does it? Does it kill content creators? Does it kill smaller industries and businesses that are trying to come up? Um, even adverts. Small industries are paying to have adverts up on certain areas. And you were talking about how these corporate media corporations would allow, would have the power to post their own adverts. Does it then get like you know because they can pay more? Does it? You know, it kills small businesses. Do you think it could be the death of a lot of small businesses or creators um, who are trying to make something of themselves if it does pass? Uh, look, I think that's probably a bit like over over ambitious to think that, but I. But it's something I I would say it's something to take note of. You know, it could it's a possibility, even as far reached as it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I realistically think currently it's sort of. The print media have gone, oh shit, like YouTube and Google, they're making a mozza. And because Google does most of the like ads on these like websites as well, like say yep. on the 7 News website, Google, like they go through Google to run their ads. Yep. So I feel like, you know, you're kind of biting the hand that feeds you as well in there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get that. They're, they're just trying that. to have their cake and eat it as well. I, yeah, I don't know. I and definitely you can't have think it both ways. Yeah, I definitely think it's a bit of a 
a cop-out from the government to try and really just bail out the print media because they're going nowhere fast. Well, I mean, this isn't a new thing either. This that's Everyone's been talking. Everyone's known that's kind of been happening for a very long time. Yeah. Um, years even. Since, since YouTube, essentially, and, and the internet. I would say YouTube is a pioneer almost in that category, you know, pushing it from early humbles... Um, early beginnings, sorry, not early humbles. Humble um, beginnings. Humble beginnings, that's it, that's the one. Um, and yeah, you're right, it is, they're panicking and I think they're trying to squeeze every last cent out of it. It'll be interesting to see how big the change is if it goes ahead uh, and what will actually be affected. Uh, I well, think I we'll think see we more. could see something similar with American YouTube where a lot of the uh, big TV channels pay YouTube to push their videos on the trending page um, okay so you'll generally see like uh, Jimmy Kimmel or something like that on the YouTube trending homepage over like PewDiePie or you know someone like that god <sighs> dark times indeed trying to ruin our YouTubes <laughs> grr alright alright let's um Let's move away from this, because we can talk about this forever. Um, now, I do have a topic here, and this is quite a serious topic um, that has been around for a long time, and within the last couple of months has really, really taken shape. Um, and I've spoken to you a little bit about it. It's gained a lot of traction, Um Yep. Have you heard of the QAnon? No, but I think I know where where you where you're going. Yeah, so QAnon essentially is this kind of group of Americans um that are leading in conspiracies in regards to child sex trafficking um and things like that in America and all over the world. Um so it's it's really interesting to look at because they've been around for a number of years on the uh, fringes of the internet, let's say. Yep. Um, and basically, the initial baseless conspiracy, I'll say, and I could be wrong here because it's so hard to find proper information about conspiracy theories because they are conspiracies. Um, and we'll look at conspiracy theories as a whole. We'll use a whole episode, maybe, um, down the track. But anyway, so QAnon is a baseless conspiracy that alleges that Donald Trump is engaged in a secret, a quote-unquote secret war against a cabal of satanist child abusers in government, <laughs> entertainment, and the media. Now, it sounds really far-fetched and ridiculous when you say a cabal satanist child abusers, but yeah. then you look at up straight afterwards in government, entertainment, and in the media. Now, in the last couple of months, there's been a lot of... a lot of, you know, little bits of information you see here and there coming forward where, you know, Bill Gates has copped the brunt of it, you know, he's copped a lot of abuse over it, uh, the Clintons obviously Tom with Eps Tom Hanks especially, Epstein and um, and Jelaine Maxwell um, Prince fucking looks like a skeleton man, whatever his name is um, Prince Andrew, sorry <laughs> <laughs> don't sue me royal family <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's 
and it's got millions of, of users around recently, in the, and this is just in the last couple of months alone, um, alone Facebook and Instagram talking about it during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, obviously, is this because like people are uh, at 5Gs, home. mate? Yeah, kind are these of. these our 5G um, warriors? Yeah, yeah, kind of. You know, 5G <laughs> causes COVID and all that. Look, it's, it's, it's interesting looking at conspiracies because you can never tell what's 100% true and what's 100% um, not true. You know, is it all conspiracy? Is there a seed of a grain of truth to it? Um, but anyway, so QAnon now have... Let me give it a background on it. So they spent a couple of years on like the fringes of the internet where they're on sites like, you know, 4chan and Reddit, like right yep. on the, the fringes. Um, but recently they've been evolving um, and gaining a bit of traction um, and it's essentially because of coronavirus you know people are inside they're on the internet more and more uh, and then bits of information about people coming out especially with this Jelaine Maxwell and Epstein thing since that begun essentially yeah um, so in early August the hashtag save the children was everywhere I'm sure you saw it it's all it's been all over my Facebook yeah, it's all over Twitter's, my Instagram yeah. Twitter heavily I mean it, it trended on Twitter I'm pretty sure for a while um, and the reason it's gaining traction is when it spiked uh, Facebook very briefly disabled the hashtag with a warning that it went against community standards yeah so obviously when you're doing something like that with something that's so passionate towards a lot of people and let's be real like if there's anything we can agree on it's um, like save the children you know and, and child sex and, and child trafficking and things like that it's horrible um, and the fact that Facebook chose this particular topic to kind of ban or dis, you know, disable... I think it was more because of the... how You know how Facebook violence. was... Well, there's that, but they were very caught up on the like fake news uh, and trying to quash all fake news uh, articles. Yeah, and I think maybe, like their bots, maybe their bots got it a little bit wrong um, in this sense. But all it's done is pour gasoline on that kind of community... Yeah. to rally them together um, to circumvent what they claim is, is censorship, which it is, essentially. Um, and now censorship, I can go on forever about. We'll talk about it next episode um, on, like, just censorship in general. Um, now, it's it's quite strange because, like, over three and a half million people were talking about Save the Children and Save Our... the hashtag Save the Children, hashtag Save Our Children yep. on... Um, on different groups, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and seventy percent of the the interactions on that hashtag were accounted towards QAnon groups. So obviously now this is a huge thing. It's it's very popular. Um, it's my. Oh, I think I've seen like people that I know sharing it on their Facebook. Oh yeah, I'm, that's where this this is where I picked it up from because it kept coming up on my Facebook. You know, there's not even the same two or three people posting it, but you know, there's ten, twenty people posting it almost every other day, and it's like, okay, like this is obviously a really big thing, and it got me thinking, why aren't we seeing? If it's such a huge thing, why aren't we seeing it in the mainstream media? Again, it's a conspiracy. I understand that people are like, well, if they're not showing it in the media, they've got things to hide. Yeah. But the conspiracy itself revolves around people in those high places, in the government, in media, in the entertainment industries. You know, they're not even calling it Hollywood anymore. They're calling it Pedowood because they're, you know, accusing a lot of huge stars <laughs> to be involved in it. It sounds funny. 
Like it's you, you hear that and you go, oh, like yeah, it's just a conspiracy. But then you look at it and go, well, it is such a huge thing and it is gaining a lot of traction. So well, a lot like, of people what, are talking about what it. What particularly are they like uh, sort of trying to get at? Like, what are they alleging is happening? So they're alleging that a lot of these people are involved in the trafficking of children, um, in the sexual abuse of children. Uh, in the exploitation of children. And this isn't even to mention then on the other side, you know, you've got child labour happening as well. Yep. Um, so just like trafficking as a whole, I would say. Because again, it's, it's very hard to come by definitive information on theories, especially on Reddit and 4chan and on the internet. Um, but I find it funny where it's such in, something where millions of people are talking about it. It's trending on Twitter, you know. Um, there's no, no major news stations or media that are that are talking about it and commenting on it and yeah. you're only getting the, the small ones commenting on it um so i find it really intriguing like why aren't they commenting on it? if this is such a global thing and a lot of there's a lot of interest on it surely you'd go oh well there's interest from the public we'll talk about it you know on, on... i just it's they're probably safeguarding themselves because like obviously they don't know if it's true or not because most of this information is like stuff that has been brought out by like QAnon and Anonymous and anyone like that. So you generally have to question the legitimacy of something like that, especially yeah, when it comes exactly. off the internet. But I think like a major news corporation has the resources to file through that and find out. Well, it's more so to just try and protect themselves from a uh, libel or defamation lawsuit. Yeah. But that's it. That, and again, that feeds into that conspiracy, you know? Yeah. Um, what are they protecting themselves from exactly? Um, I get what you're saying, but, you know, remember, a conspiracy is bigger than just one person. It's millions of people. Um, yeah. And I'll give you an example. Things that are sparking... It's not even just QAnon itself. It's it's things that's happening in the real... I say real world, but, you know, confirm things that are happening that are fueling the flame, I guess. Yeah. Um, in Australia, recently... There's been a major, and it's quoted by the Daily Mail in Australia as a major victory for pedophiles. Um, as this is their headline: yep. as baffling law is passed that could see rape and sexual assault victims thrown into jail for just telling their stories. Now that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But the law basically says um, that if I just scroll down here, I've got it written down in my notes here. The only way for a victims to identify themselves and tell their stories is would be to obtain a court order, which is not only time-consuming but would cost more than ten thousand dollars in legal fees. Um, so now, it, it, essentially, it's forcing thousands of assault survivors to—they won't be able to tell their stories because a they won't be able to afford it, b they'll get um, either three months jail or a ten or three thousand dollar fine. Sorry. Yeah. Um, just because they're not allowed to speak. Now, I understand it's all about that defamation. You know, you can't tell the person of their name. But if you know somebody, right? You're friends with somebody, you know them, whatever, and you are sexually assaulted or, or abused or, um, you know, raped by somebody. Yeah. And I, that's a very heavy word, I understand. Um, and you know that person, you shouldn't have to fear jail time or fear economic repercussions for stating who that person was. Yeah. Now, um, could now, this could this look, just be like a poorly worded headline, though, from the Daily well, Mail? I'm, I'm um, just reading it now. Could it be like something to do in regards with like false allegations? So I'm reading it now, and it's, this is what they've written here. 
A Victorian sexual this is in Victoria. Victorian sexual assault survivors could be jailed for up to four months or face fines exceeding three thousand dollars for telling their stories using their real names. The Judicial Proceedings Report Act was changed in February, prohibiting victims from identifying themselves publicly if their attacker has been found guilty. New, the new law applies retrospectively, meaning victims who have lawfully spoken out previously are now censored from speaking out publicly. The media outlets who defy the law can also be prosecuted and face fines of up to $8,000. Now, what that's saying is if you've gone to, to, to court and you've spoken about you know, this person in court, you are now no longer ever allowed to speak about that in a public setting, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, well. Obviously, you can't tell... There are things in court that you're not supposed to say, you know, in the details of court and whatnot, yep. but your story as a whole... You shouldn't be. And there's a, there's you know, another. There's a camp. There's a hashtag. Let us speak story. campaign. Yeah. Now, normally, I'm 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 very critical of these sort of things, obviously, because of, um, you know, false recounts and you know, there's two sides to every truth, and I'm not. There's not no way in in ever me justifying these actions, but I think it's important. Again, it's that censorship thing where if something like that happens, you need to speak about it. Like you need to speak out about it because not only does that person who did it, um, need to pay, but also. Holding things in like that are, you know, it can kill you in, inside, you know, it's, it's, and also it's to educate other people, you know, to not let that happen, to, to tell them that these things are real. We can't hide these things as atrocious as they are. They need to be so spoken about. They need to be brought to light. Yeah. So I think it's, um, it's ridiculous that something like this can be passed and your partner, for example, something happened to her a couple of years ago she goes to court this is just all an example by the way yep um she and she comes back from court whether or not she wins or loses in court she's not allowed to then now I'm not a lawyer but she's not allowed to then speak about that publicly ever again otherwise she could face fail time or fines now whether or not that's going to be enforced I'm not sure um I feel like a lot of it could be the fact contextual yeah, of course, there will be contextual. Um, but also the fact that it's it's there in the first place sets a precedent. You know, it's it's it, yeah. I just think on that topic, it's it's absolutely ridiculous that things like that can happen. Um, and again, that fuels that whole conspiracy theory that people are trying to hide high-end criminals who have been, um, you know, talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, to to wrap up QAnon in general. Um, They've evolved now, so they no longer just, you know, um, sit around that Trump fighting the, the cabal satanist child. Yep. They, so it's now, they're involving conspiracies about global governance, um, the impact of far-right social media, the perceived pedophiles and power, which we've briefly touched on, um, the increasingly unaccountable and incompetent governments, conspiracies on long-standing alternative lo- health lobbies... Um, especially the pandemic and weaponizing of COVID-19, you know, things like that. Um, so they've evolved, essentially. So it'd be interesting to keep an eye on, and we might touch on them when we do an episode on conspiracies. Um, but the big thing I took out of that is, I, I looked at that, I did a bit of research for the podcast, and then I thought, well, if we're talking about sex trafficking, what about the number of children sold as slaves per year, for example? Yeah. And I, I was pretty confronted, found, I was, yeah, I was pretty taken aback with what I, what I found. Um, so as of this year, so far, there have been 784,933 children sold, a uh, number of children sold as slaves. 
That means that this month there is 84,523 sold. How, this like, week, how are there records of this sort of stuff? I'll, I'll get to this. I'll get to this in a second. And these are just of what we know of. Remember, there could yeah. be countless numbers that we're unaware of. This week, 8,907. Today, 2,332 children sold as saves. So that's... And when you look at it, it's absolutely ridiculous to think about it around the world. Um, and I can break it down um, even further into... To begin with, of the reported missing children statistics. Yeah. Um, now, there's a campaign that says one missing child is one too many, which I think we can all agree on. Yeah. Um... And I'm just going to break it down to give you an idea of missing children per year, an estimated amount, roughly. And this, these are all, and I'll give you their sources as well. In Australia, an estimated 20,000 are reported missing every year. In Canada, an yeah. estimated 45,288 are missing per year. In Germany, 100,000. In India, 96,000. In Russia, 45,000. Spain, 20,000. The United Kingdom... Over 112,000. The United States, 460,000 are reported missing every year. Now, these statistics come from the Federal Bureau of Investigation in, in America, the National Crime Agency in the UK, Spain joins EU hotline for missing children in Spain. The list goes on, you know. Um, the Australian Federal Police in Australia, yeah. the Government of Canada, Just Canada's quickly, missing. Is there, yeah. like, a resolved case uh, number as well? So, like, of those missing children... How many are actually resolved? Well, I'll get to that in a second. Now, a number of those um, would be, would um, you know, fingers crossed that they are found. But of those that are all missing, there are a certain percentage, and I haven't got the exact percentage here because I found contradicting ones, are sold into child slavery. Yeah. Now, you think, oh, child slavery, like that's, as a, as a Western, a modern-day Western person, you're thinking that's ridiculous. But it's, it's real. It's a very real topic. And it's things that people tend to turn a blind eye towards because they don't want to talk about it because it's a very confronting topic. Yeah. Um, now, on the World Counts um, Child Slavery and Child Labour website, and this this is a number that I found um, in multiple sites and sources, one in four of all victims of trafficking are children um, involved in forced labour. And we've got a quote here from a child who was rescued from a labour factory in India. It's like a prison. We're locked inside. We work from 5am until midnight making carpets and we sleep among the machines. Jesus. The average price of a child from what they found in Ghana, African countries, and this is just an example in Ghana, is 37 US dollars. Wow. This year alone, there is over 206.8 million hours of child labour. And that's not including children who are sold over repeatedly. You know, you're sold once, they do their job, and they're sold again. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're not getting paid, and over 20,000 of those are killed every year. That's more than two children a day. Uh, two yeah. children every hour, sorry. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Now, I've got the sources for all these, you know. Um, if anyone f wants to find these sources and do a bit of research, feel free to reach out to us. We can provide the sources. Um... I haven't got a source, but we, I can research it for next week if anyone wants to keep going on this topic, um, of those percentage of people who are missing that are found again. Because yeah. um, it is it is quite a heavy topic, and we could have spent an entire episode on it, but we didn't want to make it a huge, heavy episode. Um, so to get back on my original point, this Save Our Children thing, uh, not thing, campaign, it's been around for years, but much more prevalent 
within this pandemic where everyone's at home and we're, we're seeing this, it's coming to light. So how long will it take from, you know, national uh, media agencies or outlets to, to get on this and report it? Because they're just, in waiting and in, in kind of not doing anything, they're just fueling these conspiracies. Yeah. Now, I ask the question of you, Jeff, do you think that this conspiracy can get out of hand? Because it is the big movement at the moment um, yeah, on social well, medias. I feel like this movement is bigger than the, the OG in regards to uh, child, uh, you know, slavery, labour, trafficking, Coney 2012. This is eating that for breakfast. I think also we have better access to the internet now than we did in 2012 as well. Um, yep. And I think websites like Reddit and 4chan are a lot more commonplace, so it's almost like a breeding ground for these. Yep. Whereas in 2012, it wasn't as, you know, back well, then it was still there, but it was like, oh, that's Reddit, you know? Like, yeah, well, definitely, like, a lot of those, you know, websites that were perceived to be more, like, heading over towards the of. deep, dark web kind of websites, they're now yep. a lot more mainstream. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think there is a limit to how far a conspiracy can be pushed. And, um, like, I guess we'll definitely see over, over time. But, you know, when you got Uncle Robert over here sharing it, it sort of, you know, a lot of people it. will believe what they read on Facebook. Yeah. And you, I just... I can't personally take anything I say on Facebook as gospel because you can't. Yeah. A lot of it's bullshit. So. Well, that's why I brought it up. I mean. And I, look, I, I, I myself I, am a man who loves a good conspiracy theory. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel it. like there's some of these at the moment that are just way too far fetched. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, we'll look. We'll do a bit more research, and in the coming weeks, if we'll, we'll keep you updated if anything does come of these, you know, these campaigns, um, if the media do report on it and, and whatnot. Um, and maybe in the near future, we'll give you an update um, as to what's happening there, if we ever do, like, a conspiracy episode and things like that. Obviously, children going missing and children sold as slaves and children in child labour, sex trafficking, it's not a conspiracy. It's real. We know it's yeah. real, unfortunately. Um, and we need to do everything we can to stop it. But the is that I would say the ask you this: is the conspiracy itself almost devaluing the, the campaign, or is it giving it power and um, spreading awareness? Awareness. It, it does a bit of both. It really does yeah. a bit of both. Because on one hand, it brings that awareness. People are like, wow, this is actually happening. Happening. I can't believe this is happening. But again, sorry to bring Uncle Robert into this, but Uncle Robert sharing it also then, you know, devalues it. Yeah. Because, you know, he adds his two cents into it, which then, you know, Uncle Robert's friends think, wow, Uncle Robert said this, this is gospel. And yeah. that sort of thing devalues it. All right. Well, let's... Um, we've had a pretty pretty heavy topic on it. Let's move away a little bit. Um away from this topic if you will yep um, and we'll start wrapping up the episode with everybody's favourite recurring segment yeah first world problems yep uh, you well, have look, a problem I'll take for us the, I'll take the lead with this one um, yeah mate absolutely yeah well obviously everyone knows at this stage I've you know made the move halfway across the country yep um, and having friends you'd think wow oh you know I love you're the friends. best you're my best mate. 
I'll keep contact with you, whatever happens. So I'm what living my life and I just think, wow, I really haven't heard from this person in a while. I make the effort to contact them. Everything seems all right. They're like, wow, you know, like, you need any help with anything? Let me know. You get, Awesome. Thank you. I like. I would love your help with X. Such and such. Yep. They go, yep, leave it to me. I got you, boss. A month later, I'm like, hey, like, just wondering, I needed help with X. Any updates on that? Are you, say that, are you pertaining, uh, pertaining to a specific person that um, we employed via free labour to do something, to help us out with something? There was promise of a shout-out. So, there were, there were definitely he promises made. He who must made. not be named. He who must not... Voldemort. We yeah. call him Voldemort. So, Voldemort Look, agree promised. With... He, he I'll promised. Agree. I'll and agree with you on this one, mate. Once the questions started coming, Voldemort disappeared. Yeah. You couldn't... You didn't hear from him. Uh, Say I'd, it ain't so. And, you know, that's that's got fake friend written all over it, you know? Wow. And I never thought I'd say... But, like, I love the I love Voldemort. Voldemort's a good bloke. But yep. Voldemort just has his way of just going, I'm out. Well, look, I will say that 15 messages in a row unanswered <laughs> over the course of a couple of weeks well, really hey, irked Voldemort. me too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tending to agree with you on this one, mate. That's a, that's a huge first word problem. Friends who are fake friends. We won't say fake, but unreliable. No, fake friends. <laughs> Stick with your guns. Okay, well, I've got the stake. You hammer it into his heart. <laughs> and if you're listening, you know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are, Voldemort. This segment... This segment gets me so worked up. <laughs> I'm choking on my own rage. <laughs> oh, well, I've got one that I think you'll agree with. Yeah. Now... As myself, you're a, you seem to be a man of culture. Uh, I'm certainly a man of culture. And in the confines of your own home, in your own room, when you're on your own, what do you enjoy doing? Um, there's a number of things I enjoy doing when I'm on my own, in my own room. But we won't get into that. Mostly, well, I want you to get into that. What do you enjoy doing? I'll just, you know, sit on my phone, do a couple of things here and there. Any particular sites that you like to frequent? Oh, look, I don't frequent much these days, but, you know, sometimes I like to surf the web for some uh, viewing material, if you will. Look, I think I know what you're talking about. And for the sake of, you know, not getting cancelled <laughs> on our fourth episode I won't say porn but I'll say porn <laughs> so my first world problem this week is the porn industry alright <laughs> it's getting me worked up already sort it out alright I am sick of scrolling through the first 200 pages of Pornhub to oh. find a decent video to whack off to <laughs> now I'm sure Everyone listening can can adhere to this. You're missing due to COVID, content, mate. Due to There's COVID, no, no new content is being made. Everyone's get oh, get COVID. You get tested for AIDS. You get tested for syphilis and all that. Get tested for COVID. Make well, some new damn videos. Do your jobs amateur, and entertain us. Amateur, you know, content. 
coming out now? With all the spare Pardon? time all the amateurs have? Oh, look! Amateur content's great. But <laughs> nothing beats the good old-fashioned, you know... storyline. Help me, Step Bro. I'm stuck in the washing machine. What are you doing, Step Bro? And there's no... There's no... 4th of July has come around. There's been no new 4th of July videos. You know, Easter came around. There weren't any new Easter videos. COVID has stopped the porn industry. And I, for one, am outraged. I... I'm having to sit over here and whack off to videos that I've watched 30, 40 plus times. <laughs> I was getting real bored. Yeah, I hearted. I'm having to go to some extreme lengths to be able to whack off these days. Mate, I've got to go watch these midgets the with one leg doing acrobatics <laughs> and things like that. Oh, I just want to watch a simple, you know, normal video. And there isn't any because they're not making it. I've got nothing left. I'm telling you, mate. I am outraged. Well, look, Pornhub, we know you're listening. Get oh, the last one. You're going to lose one of your most valuable and recurring viewers if you don't sort it out. Number one. I Pornhub. might have to go over to the Get opposition. This man. And... No, we're not going to X videos. X videos is why no. I'm getting a call up. We're not going to X videos. Pornhub. Get this man. One, a free Pornhub Premium membership for life. We want Pornhub Premium for free for old Gem over here for life. That's what he wants. And that, that'll unlock some more content for him. Maybe Brazzers. Brazzers, come on board as well. Give, give the man a, you know, Brazzers for life subscription. Mofos, Brazzers, Reality Kings. If you're listening, I'm here. He... He see, look, as Jem's manager, when it comes to, uh, you know, adult films, we're willing to get him into a video as well, you know. Yeah, look, if you need me, our number one, our number one is the is the rapist herself, Riley Reid. Yep. Um, but you know, Jem would love to work with her, so. Pornhub, look, she does come. She frequents Australia often. She she yep. was seeing someone from Australia, so she's got. You know, she's not new to it. Porn sort Hub, it out. We're, That's we're all I'm asking saying. you to help us out here. Jem is just, you know, he's yearning for a bit of new, adult new material. Material. Well, I'm glad we've aired out our problems for the week because <laughs> that was eating me up inside. Yeah, I could, I could see, mate. You had heartbreak in your eyes. How am I supposed to let my frustrations out? I'm telling you, sort it out. But anyway. Well, it's been a great, great returning week. It has been. Uh, a we've got good through some episode. interesting topics. Yep. Um, bit, bit, anything... bit somber in parts, but yeah, definitely a good episode. Anything you'd like to address before we finish up here, Jeff? Um, no, not really. We're we're back at it now. We're we're gonna go hard. I know we promised it last episode, but we're back, back with a vengeance, Jeff and Gem, baby. Jeff and Gem, baby. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Catch us on our Spotify, Apple Music. Our links are on our Facebook page. We've got Instagram. We've got Follow our us on Instagram, you sons of bitches. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. We've got some new artwork. Send us um, emails, gifgempodcast at gmail.com. Ask us questions. Gifgem answers. Yep, Gifgem answers. Well, I think we've uh, said all we needed to say this week. Um, yep. And we'll, we'll see everyone in the next episode. Well, I've been, uh, I've been Jif over here. And I've been, uh, Jem. And <laughs> you have been cheesed. In our Get cheesed, fuckers. Get the cheese off your face, you sucker. <laughs> See you later. Bye.